able to lay hold of the truth of healing for your life and to minister healing to others. So we're certainly grateful for that. Amen. Well, I'm, I'm really excited for today because today marks a line for us. Uh, like Corin said earlier, a watershed. Today's a watershed moment. So today's date is August the 28th. We are on August the 28th, 19, or 2022. <laughs> sorry, sorry, flashback. Okay. Your size is showing. <laughs> um, so, but... Um, there, it, today's a watershed moment because um, many of you know that the Lord gave me this scripture some years ago. Well, almost two years ago, um, he gave us Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitation be stretched out and do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. And your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Hallelujah. Now, you've heard me say this. It's a common scripture. It's from Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2. Now, there, the, Isaiah chapter 52, I love, I love the book of Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah is, is so, he was, he was the good news prophet. He was, he was the one that probably had one of the clearest pictures of what Jesus and what the Messiah was to come and what he was going to do in our lives. And, and, and so we want to pick out just a couple, but chapters 52, 53, and 54 are, are so powerful. And, and yet this piece that, that so many of us have heard, if I had to say, if you've been in church before, how many of you have heard that scripture? And when anybody gets fixing to do a building project sort of thing, you know, they get this scripture, you know, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. We're going to expand and, and people sort of buckle up because it's like, well, you know, there's this, this, there's this, this, this preparation. But, but, you know, so I kind of rolled my eyes, as you've heard me say, I was like, yeah, heard that one before. Um, but after a third person, and some of them almost strangers, came up to me and gave me that scriptures within a week, and I was at a conference not here, um, I was paying attention. And then when I got back, I had other people come and give me the same scripture. So it was without doubt. And so I started seeking God. I said, okay, Lord, this is a word for Lake Haven. I know it. I hear you. Amen? Do you hear him? So he said, this is a word for Lake Haven. This is what God, let's put this in perspective, people. This is God Almighty who spun the universe into place, is giving Lake Haven a message. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So as I was like, okay, Lord, what does that actually mean to us? What does that mean for me personally? What does that mean for what does that mean for the church at, at large? What, what are we going to do? And, and the Lord has shown by, by over these last two years, it's been very encouraging. God, God has showed us numerous times that He really believes in us. He really believes in this church. And this church is this body here. He really believes in the call that He's, he's placed on you. Do you know that not one of you were here by accident? You have a unique and precious specific gift to add to this body. And, and God is calling us into a end time or the next step for us, uh, you know, uh, that, that He is entrusting us with. We, you know, I am, I am constantly blown away by this truth that we have been entrusted to spread the gospel. I forget how many times that scripture, I, I could look it up. I actually don't have it on my, on my pad, iPad in front of you, but I could pick it up that we have literally been entrusted with taking the gospel to the world. 
You've heard me say it. Where are Jesus with skin on? If we don't do it, who will? It is up to us to take it into Him, to take Jesus, to take this good news that we've heard and we've grounded ourselves in, in, in grace and, and the, the unconditional love of God. And, and many of you have walked a long road with us, and some of you are new. And, and you know, to you, those of you who are new, who do not know our roots, welcome. <laughs> you are so welcome because God has brought you here for such a time as this. And if you haven't, if you are new here and you haven't got one of wherever that, that mug that we have, grab one of those on your way out. And, and, if you haven't got, and if you haven't been in touch with Pastor T or text that church, text in church number, make sure that you get hold of or write them and, and come to one of our next step thing. We have a, you know that we have a meet and eat for, for everybody that's new who wants to know a little bit more about the church. And we've got information about this in this mug. If you've not been to one of those events, we would happily schedule you to come to that. It is a catered lunch. Who's all for catered food? Okay, there you go. I see a bunch of heads. You know, so it's a catered lunch where you can come and learn about, you can meet the leadership of the church, you can find out more about Lake Haven, you can find out what the next steps are that Lake Haven, that God has for us. And, and so... Um, what's that? Sorry, I I'm thought my wife said. Oh, <laughs> but but so this is so what God has has done. He's he's encouraging us on on a journey together. That He has entrusted us to take this good news message to the world. Yeah. Now, listen. The beautiful thing about this is that you don't have to do it alone. No. Isn't that good news? You know, there was a time when I heard something like that. I would feel intimidated, like, "Who, boy." I just can't do that. I'm not, a, I'm not a street preacher. I'm not a door knocker in the days when we still had a lot of people knocking on doors. And there are still some of them that do that. But still, it's like, you, you know, this is the beauty of being a body. A body literally has power because it has this thing called synergy. The Bible talks about synergy in Ecclesiastes. And it says that two get more reward for their labor than just one. That if one falls down... You know, it says, woe to him who is alone. If he falls down, he has nobody to lift him up. But if he's two, he has somebody to lift him up. And it talks about a cord of, of, of three strands. It's not easily broken. And it says, if one lies down, how can he stay warm? And it talks about this principle of more people do more things. They get a better reward for their labor. And we know that. Science has proven that if a horse could pull 1,000 pounds, two horses can pull 3,000 pounds. That is a fact. There is a fact of synergy. And so a body, a church body, is a beautiful uh, organism, a, a living organism in relationship with God. That when we bring our gifts and talents, we have this cohesive pulling together nature to get the job done. Mm -hmm. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. We have different strengths throughout this body represented here and many of you are online and some of you are going to watch the video because you're on a business trip or whatever the case is or or you're not at the beach i'm sure no <laughs> well it was raining here it could be sunny at the beach yeah that's true but, but um anyhow but but there's this piece that you can find your place and bring only what god has given you to the table and it can be this this big dramatic impact of what God wants to do through us. Doesn't that make you feel lighter? I, I, it does me because I know I only have a certain limited amount of giftings. You know, there's some people you see in their gifts, they are loaded. It feels like they can do everything well. 
like Corin is one of them, it feels like, you know, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's like some people are just so gifted in talents and singing and, and m music and whatever else. And you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. But you know, that's what God has done. He, he, very, in, he, very, he, he very specifically says, I've given you these things and these things and these things and, and that these should work together, right? Um, so, so today, may I jump in there please. just with an illustration? So, in Matthew 25, you guys have probably all heard about the story of the talents, right? And you know that God gave one talent to one of them, two talents to one of them, and five talents to one of them. And what I love about that story is that those of the talent holders who did something with their talent, they both doubled. Mm. They both doubled. Mm. So which did better? Mm. Technically, they did the same. Mm. But the guy who said, ooh, uh, yeah, this is not worth that much. I'm just going to stick it in the ground and pretend it's not there, you know, he got nothing. Mm. And at the end of the day, when the master came back, even that which he did have, he lost. And he gave it to the one who had taken what he had and done something with it. Mm. And I love that picture because it helps me understand that God, first of all, gives me the talent. Yes. It's not from my pocket. Yeah. He's the one who provides it. He provides the skill. He provides the talent. So whatever it is that he has gifted you with, whether it's the ability to bake or sing, which I don't have those two things. Those are not in my repertoire. God has given you a gift yeah. that... He has designed for you to use. Yeah. And when you use it, he benefits, you benefit, yeah. we all benefit. Right, and it's pleasurable. You know, most people don't even recognize their gift because it's so second nature to them. Mm -hmm. So you say, I can't do anything. I don't have a gift. Actually, you do, but you're just so used to it, you just don't even see it as a gift. And that's why it's important to be in relationships so people can find, discover it. Because hanging out with people is hanging out with the body that helps you identify that gift and will cause that gift, stir up that gift inside of you. And, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it, it's a fun thing to bring to the table because what, you, what happens when you, st you enjoy it, it's not because you're like, oh, I've got to give this gift. No, it's like, man, I get to give this gift. And I, I love what in Corin's story about the talents, what's so powerful about that, that even in the, you know, there was one that was given five talents mm -hmm. and, and put it to work and made five more, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was one that was given two talents and made two more. In both of those examples, Jesus says the same thing, or the Lord says the same thing. He says, you have, well, to almost the same thing. He says to the first one, you have been faithful with much. With, no, he first says with much. And I will, he will get, you know, and, and then he, he will make you faithful with more. He will give you much more. But with the one that was given less, he also says the same thing. He was going to give them, he was going to give them more. He was going to make them faithful. He was going to place them over, over much. So faithfulness, the principle of being faithful with what you have is all that's required. You're not, nobody is being, is being asked to be faithful with what you don't have. Now listen, I know Lake Haven, we are a haven. We, many people have gone to churches where they have felt like they have been forced into sort of servitude. 
I don't want anybody to ever feel that. You hear me loud and clear. That cannot be your motive. You know, willingly coming and serving as unto the Lord comes out of your heart. It is something that it is a response that you can serve unto the Lord. If you, you know, you can't bring a willing. It's just like worship or it's like love. You know, somebody can't tell you to love somebody. Love is something that is a free will offering. Worship has got to be a, for worship to have value. Isn't just like, I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to sing a song. Here I'm singing a song. I'm singing a song. Oh, that was great worship. No, worship that comes from the heart responds from the heart. That, that makes it valuable because it is a free will offering. It's the same with serving. Serving God in any capacity, and we are all children of God, and we get to give our offerings to the Lord. Amen? So don't ever feel, don't ever feel that, that uh, you know, I've said this numerous times, and you're going to hear me mention it again and again, that your value as a child of God has got absolutely nothing to do um, with, your, with you, I mean, your identity and your value has got nothing to do with the role that you play in the church. I'm going to say that again. Everybody who walks through the doors of a building called a church, you have value in your identity in Christ. Your value is untouchable. God sees you as a child of God. You are valuable. You are valuable. Jesus would die for you alone. You have precious value. But what has happened many times in many organizations called churches, that people somehow, the world gets in and and assigns value to what they do. Just like the world. You have value because of what you do. Or you have value because of what you do. And you have a really, really important job, so you have more value. Or you have more money or more followers or right. m- more inches. I don't know if that... More pounds? <laughs> Never mind. But we measure ourselves by the wrong yardsticks when yeah. we come into church. God is not measuring us against our performance. Mm. Now, does that mean you don't perform? No, what that means is you don't perform to be good enough. Mm. You are good enough to perform. Mm. In other words, you're not in dead works, which Mm. is trying to earn righteousness. You're operating from a place of faith righteousness, which produces good works. Absolutely. In other words, there is a race to run, like Jen said this morning. There are things to do. There, mm. there, but we're not coming from a place of lack. Mm. We're coming from a place of empowerment. We have been given everything that we right. need for life and godliness. Exactly. We love because he first loved us. Your, your number one task, as you've heard me say many, perhaps hundreds of times, is to be loved. Mm. To know that you are loved. To be rooted and grounded, as Ephesians 3 says, in his love. That is your number one task. You need to know that you're loved no matter what you do before you do a single thing. And that's how Jesus, do you know that's how Jesus started his ministry? He went down, if you, rem- if you recall, down for, to, to be baptized in obedience. John the baptized baptizes him and, of course, the, you know, the spirit alights on him as a dove and says what? This is my beloved son in him. I am well pleased. Jesus had not even started his ministry yet. 
oh, Shannon, but that's Jesus. Of course he was free because he hadn't done anything wrong. Well, do you, you know that that's who you are. You know that you stand, you and I stand in his righteousness in the great exchange. In faith, we literally have the history of Jesus. In, it says in Ephesians 1 verse 6 that in, he, we are the accepted in the beloved. It's, it's in the, it says it that way in the King James and New King James. You and I are accepted. We start from a position of acceptance. Acceptance has got, got to do that you are welcome. You are welcomed. That doesn't mean that God approves of all your actions. Some people think that means like, oh, I can do, I can live like the devil and do whatever thing, and God's going to say, no, he's not. But you are welcome. You are accepted. You are not ever going to say that again. You will never be rejected in your identity in Christ. If you have received Jesus, let me just add that little piece in. No, I'm not talking universalism and so on. Not everybody, you have to receive Jesus. It is by grace through faith we enter. And as we receive this beautiful promise, we are accepted. That is your value. That is the value that we want each and every one of you to grow firmly, untouchably established in. You have got to know that before you do anything or serve in any capacity. You know, our vision statement, we've got the vision statement on the wall at the back there. Reaching people with God's unconditional love. We have got the best news in the whole world. Yes. We have got the best news. Yeah. Like, there's tons of fake news. There's tons of bad news. There's tons of, I don't know what you call that news. But we've got the message that we know God wants to get to the world. You know, this, this unconditional love that Shannon's talking about, this is not just for you because you're sitting here. Mm. This is for the people who drive by this church every day and don't know. Mm. This is for the people who live on the other side of the world mm. and haven't heard. Exactly. It's for everyone. Our purpose statement, we say this, we exist that people everywhere may intimately know God and experience his unconditional love. Amen. That is why we believe Lake Haven is here. Amen. Exactly. You know, the gospel of peace, man, it's, it's a passionate topic of mine. I, I, I love speaking about the gospel of peace because it is, it, you know, do you, do you know that God's whole persona revolves around love and, and peace is a huge part of it. Peace. We, we see it's called the gospel of peace. We are told that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We, we, we get told that God is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. And Shalom has is, is got this whole, this whole thing. I'm not going to go into all of that, but it's, it's more than just, oh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's calm in the storm. No, it's, it's a wholeness in Him. But He is the God of peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. We, we are told that peace should rule and reign in our lives. Peace is, 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 a, is a part of a Christian's experience. And, and what we see prophesied, even in Isaiah 52, 53, 54, as I said in the beginning, talks about the covenant of peace, which, 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 is, which is the basis of which in, in Isaiah 54, it is 9 and 10. Um, I'm going to read uh, verse 9 here. This is like the days of Noah to me. I swore and the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth. So have I sworn that I will not be angry with you and will not rebuke you. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. 
Praise God. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Wow. Wow. The covenant of peace is rock solid. It's immovable. There is nothing you or I or anybody else can do about our covenant of peace. When that is established in our heart, it makes us rock solid in His love, in His acceptance. So we have this message, this gospel of peace, based on this covenant of peace that we get to take to the world. I like this in Isaiah 52. Now, I'm I'm skipping over Isaiah 53 because, you know, Isaiah 53, I'm sure gets into the whole, this is the Lord's servant, and it speaks about Jesus, and, and it, it is such a beautiful picture of what Jesus was actually accomplished on his death, burial, and resurrection, and, and, and the great exchange, and all of that is, is so powerfully represented in Isaiah 53, but I don't want to go there today. But Isaiah 52 verse 7 says this, it's quoted in Romans 10 as well, as you'll recognize it, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Man, we get together to take His gospel of peace to the world. You excited about that? (laughs) I am so thrilled about that. As I said, the preparation of the gospel of peace, Ephesians 6 says that it's a preparation of the gospel of peace. I think I like Darby. It says uh, in verse, uh, Ephesians 6 verse 15, um, he says this, your, your sh- uh, and shod your feet with the preparation of the glad tidings of peace. The Young's literal says the good news of the peace. Um, and then in good news translation, it says, and as your shoes, the readiness to announce the good news of peace. Now, you know, I'm snatching this little piece out for the sake of time, but it's talking about the armor of God. And, and I, I don't have time today. I don't want to take the time today to go into the armor of God. But remember, the armor of God is an identity that you put on. It is an identity you put on. It is not something that you wake up and you put on in the morning before you go to work. Because you're not supposed to take it off at night when you go exactly. to bed. Exactly. Nobody told you to take it off. Okay. So, but, but it's an identity if you go through it. And, and, and I love teaching about that because it is a powerful identity that we get to walk in. And when we walk in the wholeness of the identity of the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness, whose righteousness? His righteousness. When you get all of these things, the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, you've got all of these weapons offensive. You've got defensive weapons. All of these things are, are in your identity and who you are. Of course, if you haven't done D group or you haven't gone through D group, we, and if you've never been taught some of the pillars of the church, you really don't know those things. D group is our discipleship group, by the way, in case you're wondering what that means. Yeah. And we're starting a new uh, semester of life group. So if, if you heard that and said, what's D group? Uh, come and talk to T here at the end of the service because T will make sure that you get hooked up. And if you haven't gone to one of those lunches, as I mentioned, we talk about D group too. But a D, group is, D group is where everything starts here for us. It's a core place. But, but it's important to be grounded and get your heart rooted and grounded. I spoke about this last week. When your heart, when your belief system, not your head, because it's with your heart one believes, right? It's when you believe these identity pieces spoken here in your heart that it brings stability to your life. 
It brings a, a, an easiness to your life, a working knowledge, a working foundational truth that becomes, that, like I said, that rock-solid piece of your life. Your life won't be beboppy emotions. Listen, we all have days. Except me, right? <laughs> no, we all have them. I get, we get mad, we get whatever, we have this, somebody stands on your last nerve, whatever. You get somebody, you know, you know somebody honks behind you and lays on their horn because you waited one second too long at the traffic light or whatever the case is. You know, you're like, I'll show you my, uh, you know. I mean, I know none of you of that. Some of you, some of you are just so full of peace. You're like, uh, bless you, you know. I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Please don't put your horn on me behind. You see that, see that, un, that uncouth pastor of yours leak, get, out of, get out of his. Don't worry, you have to drive real fast to catch up to Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> so no. you're wondering, I know you're looking at that screen and you're saying, are we talking about a building project? Because there's bricks on the screen. Uh. And the truth of the matter is, we're talking about a church building project not a building with walls no no a body here, building a body building project a body building project <laughs> man we we, should, we missed that one didn't we no not really body building <laughs> i think that's going to be our next uh talent show we're going to have a we'll have to get t out of here t can t can take his shirt off <laughs> We're not going to take shirts off in church, oh, babe. Sorry. Sorry. Did I say that no. Now? Okay, back to where we were. Back to where we were. <laughs> the, the official title for today's message. <laughs> the official title for today's message is Beyond the Walls. That's right. Beyond the Walls. We've got four walls here. And, uh, well, most places have four walls. But we've been saying this and we've been being prepared. In other words, it's something that God has been growing in our hearts, like Shannon said, for a while. Mm. And it's not just about the four walls of this building or the four walls of the kids' building across the, the parking lot. We know that we have got a message to take to yes. the world. And with the, the, the abilities that technology has afforded us, those of you who are watching online, you're beyond the four walls already. Yeah. If you're watching online and you haven't yet sent us a message on WhatsApp or on um, text in church, please go ahead and let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we were looking at some of the stats over the last few months, and we actually have more people that watch us <coughs> online, live, than we often have in this room. I want you to hear that. We have got, I was looking at our statistics, our viewership, um, in fact, I'd I didn't bring up the, the screen. I didn't pull it up. But we have, in, this, in the U.S., we've got 63% of our viewership currently in the U.S. But then we've got viewers in India, Pakistan, China, South Africa, Nigeria, and I don't remember the other country now. But we've got a big portion of viewers in other countries. 
I don't know if they're getting together and having church in their homes. Mm. If you are, let us know. We want to know yeah. how the gospel is impacting your country. Right, and that, and that WhatsApp piece is, is news. So you can use that texting church number. And if you're international, we will get that. So remember the 352-441-3016. You can follow or get us on WhatsApp, and that's an international access. So Most Americans don't use WhatsApp because we've got things like FaceTime and right. But if you go reliable texting else, service. I saw, find a WhatsApp in Hong Kong and Costa Rica and South Africa and everywhere. So that, you know, we've, we've been expanding our um, cords. So we have, we've added on some new things. Uh, those of you who have been on Facebook, because who's on Facebook? Lim raise your hands if you're on Facebook. Okay. And, but what I mean by Facebook is not that you have a profile, but that you actually go to Facebook and look at it every so often. Because we know we've got people who are friends with us that we never hear from. And then when we tell them something, they're like, oh, I haven't been on Facebook for six months. That's Shannon. <laughs> That's if me. you send anything to Shannon on Facebook. Yeah, sorry. He I'm not trying to ignore you. I just, I just Facebook was something that I, and, and maybe I'll get, I'll get back into Facebook, but it's just, I don't know. At the moment, I haven't had time for it. It's a double-edged sword, right? Mm. It's like currency. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Uh, Facebook, all social media, right? So we've had Facebook for a while. We have added an Instagram account. And in fact, do you mind if I go through some of the statistics sure. quickly? Um, we had, uh, in March this year, we had, uh, if you guys remember, Yvonne came down. He's a friend that works with Nate um, Tanner from L3 Ministries. And Yvonne came down and started getting us on a routine of publishing things online on Instagram and some things on Facebook and things like that. So this is since, these are stats, since March of 2022, so six months. Um, some of them are current numbers, so let me give you current numbers. I, as of today, our uh, church Facebook page has got just over 1,700, 1,707 page likes, and those people follow what we post on Facebook. That's probably you if you raised your hand. You probably see our posts. Now, if you raised your hand and you haven't liked Facebook, uh, our Facebook page, then go ahead and do that because that's helpful. We have posted 147 posts since March of 2022, and we've had 800 likes on, that, on those posts. That sounds like a lot, but it's not really. No. 800 likes off of 147 posts is not even five likes per post. But we've had 139 shares, which means somebody says, oh, this is good enough to share. share. And um, this is where I want you to put on your listening ears. If you were in kids' church, you know exactly what I mean right now. The sharing is what extends the reach because you already know this, but people that you know don't come to church here and don't know this, mm. and they don't necessarily see or hear what you see and hear. But when you share something on Facebook, you extend the reach of that truth. So I want to share, this is interesting too to me, we were measuring the, the post that had the highest reach in total. That means a single post that reached the most number of people. Now, understand when we say reach on Facebook, that's not salvations. I wish it was. But that just means people who get to see it, people who get to experience 
what's being put out there, which is why we want to put out good stuff. Because there's plenty of not worth putting out right. there. The post that had mo the highest reach on Facebook had 2,357 organic reach. In other words, that means nothing was paid for, no one paid, you know, we're not advertising or anything like that. And do you know which post that was? It was the celebration of life service for Earl, Pastor Earl Wright. The legacy that Pastor Earl has built over decades was evident mm. just by that number this morning. When I pulled that up, it gave me goosebumps because I'm thinking, you know, when Pastor Earl felt led to close the church that he had led, built from the ground up, he honored us so greatly mm. by choosing to come to Lake Haven. Amen. Yeah. That is a legacy that I don't carry lightly. Mm. You know, and I know that Lexi, Griffin, Vicky, Mark, Miss Jill, Becky, there's there's a bunch of folks that are here from, from the church, but particularly the family members, mm. Tina and David. Mm. Yeah. That is something that is worth recognizing that we have influence. Yeah. You have influence. Not to take that lightly. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that was a that was a sidetrack, but what? No, no. Is this okay. Okay, so that was Facebook, right? So we're still on Facebook. We're not planning to go anywhere. We don't stream to Facebook mostly because we're streaming to other platforms that just make it easier. Facebook has not proven to be a reliable place to stream for us. I just want to mention this. Corinne is talking about Facebook and social media. We, we've got a, a bunch of social media. Now, social media is a part of our lives today. Yeah. It is a part. It, an, it is just a fact of the thing. Some of you are on social media. How many of you, if I may ask, are on some form of social media? And if you don't know what social media is, then okay. probably not. How many of you are not on any app or any kind of social media? Okay, there's a, there's a few. Okay. And, and may I ask, is that by choice? Well, I Most people say yes. Yeah. So social media doesn't, I mean, it could, it's kind of a bit of an oxymoron because there's, there's, there, is, there is a place to be social within social media, of course, and to have sort of an extent. There's an it's an information spot, right, where we get to share videos and we get to share information. And, and, that's, and that's what Corin's talking about, sharing and, and taking information out to the world through these platforms like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. These are, these all, so Corin's, Statistics. I don't mean to interrupt them all, but but where we are with where we are with our online presence, it's become a factor. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, when when I talk about the gospel of peace, I have and I travel around the states a little. I'm not a huge traveler. I, I mean, I go to Colorado and things like that. But but so often I get this comment, and even the people that are watching online, that are watching in different spots, most of them do not have a church in their area that teaches this. That's why they're online, because they've, I've, they've said so many times, even here in Florida, even down, I, 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 we could name towns in the not-so-distant place, and they say, 
oh, I wish we had a church like this, and there's no church like this, and, 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 and so on. So part of our vision, part of us going beyond our walls is, is to, to understand that there are people there that we are connecting with that I believe in time will, will, churches will start in those areas. Church, real flesh and blood wall churches. Gospel preaching churches. Yes, gospel preaching churches. But, but right now, thank God for technology. Thank God that we've got a phone. Do you, how many of you remember when you, there wasn't such a thing as a mobile phone? Remember, you had to have cords and stretch the cord across the room. Remember those days? And, you know, it was all tethered and you paid a fortune for a phone call. Now we can WhatsApp across the world for free. I can have a video conversation with somebody in the, another country for free. I mean, we can reach, the, the reach that we have is so beyond radio broadcasts and, and all of these things that are, each are limited with through, through the internet. So it's, it's a powerful mess, way to go beyond, beyond the walls. Um, so um, I want to, you know, is there something specific you want to yes, mention? Yes, I want to mention no. just a couple of things here. So uh, some of you are on Instagram. If you don't know what Instagram is, don't worry. We're not asking you to go and get on all of these platforms. What we're saying is there are many ways that we can get the gospel out. So if you're on these platforms, we would love for you to connect with us on them because we're wanting to put valuable gospel content on these platforms that you can share, that's good enough to share, that will encourage the people that you mm. love with a message that God loves them. Mm. So in other words, we're, we're making a commitment to step up the content that we're producing. Uh, if you have ever struggled to get online, we've had some ups and downs with, with getting our live stream consistent. And praise God, we have found our groove. We have found our getting live, barring our internet going down, which happens. But we have become more consistent with we're getting the streams uploaded, we're getting archives recorded, so you can be sure that when we say we're going to upload the archive, you'll be able to watch today's message if you were serving across St. Kids Church, or if you were right. away on a business trip, or right. even at the beach. Right, and you know, and, and I need to mention this, not to minimize any serving capacity, because thank God for our children's ministers. There's so many places that, and, and our coffee shop people and our greeters, and our, everybody adds, I mean, whether you're taking out the trash, where you, thank you, so I, I, don't, I don't want you ever, no matter how you decide to plug into the church, don't, please don't ever feel minimized. But just to brag on, on what has been happening, there's been a very intentional, as God has asked us to stretch and lengthen our cords and strengthen our states, this, this piece of what we're doing is in obedience to the Lord. Because this is how we can, we can exponentially reach a lot more people. By lengthening our cords. So we have invested heavily financially in, in getting some of these pieces that Karen mentions up to scratch. You know, we had one camera, um, at, and we had one camera for a couple of years. We've had a camera over there. It's been a decent camera, and we're, we're still using it. Thank God for it. But like Karen said, it's been some kind of hit and miss. Um, and I just need to, just to brag on um, the media team that has been coming together because they have stepped up their game. So thank you. You know, they have, they have been putting in time. And if you saw them, they are coming on Thursday nights. They're coming at the same time the band is practicing. They are being trained. They are, they are working hard at, at getting this 
got this job done um, because they are understanding this is, let me put this very frankly, this is a mission field. Going on a mission trip, I am all still for that, just so that you know that. But we would be remiss if we don't understand that this is how we can exponentially reach millions. Millions. And we can all be a, be a part of that. So the, getting these pieces in place is, is a key, key factor. So now we, do you know that we have, do we, now just today we stopped, we've been practicing, you know, uh, uh, we went from two cameras. You've, you, don't, you may not know that we've had one camera, and unless you watched online, um, uh, Bird has put in a, a second camera, which is a static camera, which gets a different angle, and it's a good, high-quality camera. And today, if you, any of you saw Faith walking around, we have a mobile camera that sh- was shooting live footage to the Internet. It wasn't just recorded. What was happening, Corin was in the back room over there, and we're going to show a video here shortly. Corin was in the back room welcoming online viewers live and, and so the broadcast of what was happening on the band, would, when, when Faith was busy shooting, uh, you know, whoever, the, 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 worship, the worship experience, people at home were watching that live. That is a huge step forward. Yeah. 